we've been so lucky to have so many great mentors, I think, in our lives. And Have you had to bring on any investors? No, no completely self-funded. Fully woman-owned, yes. Three sisters, one company, and a whole lot of energy, smarts, and success. That's Shida, Sharin, and Shade Caviani, three entrepreneurs who join us to tell the story of the formation of their company, Naked Wardrobe, a hugely successful women's apparel brand offering bodysuits, tops, dusters, dresses, and swimwear, and more, including how the company name was partially inspired by an episode of Oprah. And it's the liveliest episode of Entreprenista yet. And these incredible women are just getting started. Coming up, you'll hear the sisters share how crucial it is to hire healthy models whose body types are relatable to their clientele. About Naked Wardrobe's many celebrity clients, including Jennifer Lopez, who loves the brand so much she requested including it in her costume for an upcoming film. Why you shouldn't make the mistake of thinking that starting your own business will mean easier, more flexible hours without a boss breathing down your neck. It's actually a hundred times harder. Shida, Sharin, and Shade discuss the great joys and the great difficulties of working with family, as well as treating the whole team as family regardless of blood. The sisters share their M words of relaxation, meditation, and massage and the many ways that big risk can mean big reward. This is the Entreprenista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done. And what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram. With no filters. No limits. And plenty of surprises. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Yeah, we met a year ago, so I'm, I'm so glad that this could finally happen, and I can't wait to hear your story. So you founded Naked Wardrobe out of your parents' house, correct? Yes, yes, yes above the garage. Back in 2012, <laughs> seven years ago. Yeah, were you living, living at home at the time? We all had moved. Uh, no, I, no, 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 we were all living there. You yeah, moved, we were I all moved out. The day I moved out, they t- we turned my bedroom into Naked Wardrobe. Ah. <laughs> yeah. basically all started and yeah. how did you come up with the idea god i think the idea really came from me and she and our own online shopping addiction that we had truly um at that time there wasn't a lot of online um destinations for you to shop at not a lot of e-com going on i think there was a lot of speculation with you know you give your information out to these websites and if someone was actually going to send you something back right or was someone just going to take off with all your information so there wasn't a lot of um retail going on online at that time. So it was something that we really wanted to capitalize on, something that we knew we were passionate about personally. And so it was just a matter of creating a really solid mission, something to really differentiate ourselves from all the other retail space out there. You guys are in business together, your family, your sisters. Seems like that could be a complicated relationship when first starting a business. (laughs) How did you agree on things when you first started? I don't think we did agree on things necessarily. I mean, there's three of us, so two out of majority of all of us rules. Right? Yeah, always. We always, always go on. No, go we always reach a consensus. It's really important for us. And if one person disagrees on something, you know, the other two will negotiate or try to convince the other why we should or shouldn't do something. But in the end, I mean, we're all in this for the right purpose, for the right reason, and. 
you know, we have the same mission and that is our goal. So no matter what we agree or disagree on, in the end, it always works out. Yeah, I think so. Can you take us back to the early days in your parents' house actually starting this business? Because we have a lot of listeners who are just starting out and have an idea for a business. How did you take it from, let's start an online fashion brand to actually making it a reality? God, I mean, I studied fashion design in school. So I think for me, it was more natural. I always knew that that was going to be my path. And Sheedin had a lot of experience and background in IT. And Sheeda was working at Getty Images at that time. So but she I studied was really PR and I was hands-on in public Media based, for So sure. I think with all of our backgrounds, we kind of morphed and, and we were came able to together create, yeah, and here we, we are today. this brand that really, truly for us, the sole mission was to create affordable luxury garments. Um, I think at the time that I was in school, it was the recession time. And I always say that in all my classes, all the fashion designers, their ambition and their dream and their goal was always to, you know, have a high end line and have couture clothes and one of a kind pieces. And I remember even then in my class thinking that I wanted to do budget, but I wanted to do high volume because there's so many more people that truly can afford luxury items versus people that can. And so I really wanted to appeal to that demo and target those people. And they shouldn't have to compromise quality um, just because they don't want to pay a fortune for it. And so I think from the very beginning, that was very much our mission and what we wanted to build in something very unique that didn't exist in the marketplace. I always say my sisters are not in the business of making money. They're really in the business of making the people out in the world happy and really putting out good product and and appealing to our clients in our demo and, and making sure that we stay competitive, we stay affordable so that they can attain our clothes. And I wanted to also add when Shida was in school, I had just learned recently when all the students in her class were mentioning to create a high-end line and she mentioned to do a budget line, her professor thought she was crazy. So to anyone listening, if someone thinks you're crazy and you have this idea and they're against it, go for it. Because I told her, I said, you know, you should reach out to your professor now and see what they think. Oh, they all know about me. Did you do it? I'm I'm popular. They're probably having you. You're probably going back and speaking, right? They've asked me a few times. Which school did you go to? I went to FITM in LA. Um, I studied fashion design and I got my degree in business management there. I truly wanted to come out to New York because I always thought, you know, that's where fashion really lives and breathes. And so when I told my parents I wanted to come out here and go to FIT or Parsons, they were like, absolutely not. Like, please stay home. Like, as long as you can. Like, for us, family is the most important thing. And so they, they were really, they didn't want to see me go. And so I stayed. And I'm, I'm so glad that I did because I learned so much in my program. Um, and truly, it paved the way for, for what we're doing now. Growing up, did you guys talk about starting a business together? Was that always the end goal? I don't think so. No. I, I don't think so. But, you know, I always had a feeling deep down that really? I knew that I, I always knew. I was <laughs> like, I mean, it took oh. me a very long time to to graduate college. She took her time. <laughs> I she took her time. Them, I'm older, but I think one of them graduated before I think me. it was me. Yeah. That was me. It was me. One of them graduated, <laughs> graduated before me. Maybe graduated. we both graduated before you. There, <laughs> there actually has to be a right answer for this. Yeah, I, I don't know who has that well, answer. Of course I graduated, and then we went to your... Okay, I, I think it was she does. Okay, I okay. It was. <laughs> You're six years younger than me, please. Don't embarrass me. 
So yeah, um, it took a while for me to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. I mean, I wanted I studied a lot, but I always knew deep down that I was gonna have a business with my with my sisters. I just That's had cool. this feeling deep down. Yeah, we've also always been instilled. Um, our mom always always wanted to make sure that everything was very equal between us and right. very making sure that we always maintained our our relationships with one another because she had a lot of family that you know siblings didn't talk to one another and of course nothing's perfect in a family. You know, there's things that go on. You know, behind closed doors. And for her, it was just so important that we were never that way that. We we always stayed friends no matter what. And so I think even if one of us wanted to do something in business, it was kind of natural that we would take everyone with, you know, along for the, that ride with us and that we would do something together. And so I feel like this was very organic for us to do mm -hmm. this. So I do believe truly that we were, that, that that I thought that we would do something together. Yeah, I mean, we were entrepreneurs definitely. together when we were kids. We always set up lemonade stands on the corner of our street. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, our juices were fresh. Shireen <laughs> would run and make Quality the fresh. Quality over everything. Exactly. Shireen would make the fresh watermelon juice, fresh orange juice, lemonade lemonade uh, juice as well and she did would hold up the sign i would sell it was what 15 cents a cup so even then our product Teamwork. our juice was quality <laughs> and it was affordable <laughs> and we definitely along the way years later applied that to naked wardrobe mm -hmm. so no, naked course. wardrobe let's talk about the name where did this name come from well, the three of us were sitting down one day, and we knew we wanted something catchy and something that was creative. And First things first, before I think you decide on your company name for anyone listening, um, check and make sure the domain is available. Because oh, yeah. We didn't need the domain and make sure it's trademarked because yes. if you don't have those two things, it's really hard to build a brand um, you know, aside from that. So that's what we did. We, we, we sat together. We were like, okay, we want something a little exotic, something that's a little catchy. So what can we come up with? And, and we thought of the word naked and we just figured, we, we sat there for hours trying yeah, to figure we, out yeah. what. We went through names. We pulled up the internet. We kind of pulled up domain Kept names searching. what was available yeah. and we landed on this. I don't think I liked it at the beginning. Yeah, she did it. Shereen she didn't like it. We're yeah. bouncing names. And, and they I... both liked it. Going back to your question mm -hmm. of how do you guys kind of Two out of three. together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I they like... both liked it. I was yeah. like, okay, well, if both of them like it, then let's kind of go with Here's, it. Here's, I will say one thing, though, before, because she does really a songwriter at heart. And so I for her, in a very long time, it's though. very easy for <laughs> her to come up with words and things that rhyme and things that are catchy. And she, Dean, I remember, was like, I had watched this one episode of Oprah, which we always love to tell this story because it really was the foundation of how we named our company. She was like, I watched this episode of Oprah and she was, the whole segment was about how if you you, you have the sound of a K, like a K or a C in your name, or in your Q. brand name. Or Q. sound. Like that it sticks more. When people it's, read it's it or people see it, it, it resonates more in their mind. And so even when we were naming, it was important for us to have a naked wardrobe, like something that with what she yeah, had, yeah. had, had, you know, I missed expressed. that episode of Oprah. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, this was, was years like ago. 94. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, but when, it stuck in her head. When we're bouncing words around, I I shouted naked, and they looked at me and they said, "Why naked?" And I said, "Well, the word naked means to feel comfortable in your own skin and to be confident in everything that you are and stand for." Absolutely. So that was really important for us to uh, reflect that within the brand. And when these, when our clients wear our pieces and our garments, we want them to feel confident and feel beautiful. Like they can walk out that door and just conquer and take over the day or night or morning. Absolutely. Can you walk us through the first year in business and what it was like as you started to grow? <laughs> oh 
<laughs> right when you cry. said that, I started, I like inserted myself back into your old right. room when me and dad were labeling. <laughs> My goodness, that was, that was a fun time. Um, you know, it's interesting because right before we started this company, I had left my old job and I was doing production for Victoria's Secret and Kohl's and I, I spent a couple months in bed watching Desperate Housewives and mm. I didn't know what I wanted to do in that particular moment. But when I had decided that, hey, we were going to start this thing, I went to my sisters and we decided that, you know, we were going to go full force with this. And so she didn't still was working a corporate job at that time with my mom and she had just been laid off at Getty Images. So like the timing was perfect for us. And um, we, we just, we set out that we, <laughs> we, we all have different body types and it was really important for us to curate an assortment for for the world that was reflective of our body types was reflective of the fact that everyone is a different shape and size and a size small just doesn't mean a size small anymore so I think that was kind of the foundation of the business and and how we really began but in terms of where it all started you know it was in in above the garage in Sheeting's old bedroom my grandma took a night shift my dad took a night shift all hands on deck we were we were all pulling packing yeah it, it, it was mean, a fun we, time. I was the photographer. Yeah. And my, our cousin and the was the model, the first our model Our cousin ever. was the model. It was like... <laughs> Teamwork. Real family business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Scrappy. Teamwork. Yeah, definitely. She was an attorney by day and a naked wardrobe model by night. Yeah, it was... <laughs> That's her hidden secret. <laughs> Is that her Instagram profile? <laughs> hidden talent. But I will tell you, when we did start, it was really important for us to make sure that all the models that we brought on to represent the brand were healthy and we wanted to portray a healthy image because a lot of a lot of brands pretty much every brand their models were just so frail and were they looked very unhealthy so I always say you're selling clothes not coffins and I wanted us to portray a realistic relatable image and we get emails and and thank yous from from for years from everyone you know thanking us for casting models that they can relate to and that's always been important to us how did you figure out the whole manufacturing side of the business and who designed the clothes in the early days i that was me you know i studied fashion design so it was natural that i that i took that role on and i think i was designing for the first a little more than five years right under six years um for very long i i was really reluctant to let anyone else take that role on. So um, about a year ago, I finally brought on a designer. um, But it's definitely been challenging with the growth of our business because we started off buying our first year. um, Right before we hit a year, we decided, okay, we don't want to do that anymore. We want to develop our own brand. And so we did do that. But you know, we were competing. Well, we had started this fast fashion trend. And so, or we were one of the pioneers along with, you know, a couple others. And so it was a matter of putting out lots of SKUs every single week, which was really unheard of for this industry. I mean, there was essentially three seasons in in fashion at that time. There was spring, summer, winter, fall, and they had um, resort. And other than that, I mean, people didn't understand every single week, new product, new product. Like it, it was really unheard of. So keeping up with that was very challenging, I would say. And also just shifting production from, you know, working with the wholesale district in Los Angeles to to developing our own brand and really having to manufacture ourselves was there was a lot of challenges that we had to go through. But you really have to put yourself out there and network and, you know, speak with people, get advice from people that know better than you. You know, I think as an entrepreneur, you 
you you get stuck in your own ways and, and you think that you know it all. And, and it's really not the case. You have to be open to taking advice from people that are more knowledgeable than you truly. And so that's what we did. And we got to a point where um, it, it all works out now. And we're still learning as we go. Of course, it's a never ending battle, right. but <laughs> um, we have fun doing it. I think I'm always up for a challenge. Coming up, Naked Wardrobe's many celebrity clients, including Jennifer Lopez. I want to know, how did you get your first customers? Friends and family, right? I think our first few, our first like... No, it was social media. Well, of course, social. We, We had some social media traffic, but I mean, not crazy the first day like our first first customers were our friends it was actually one of my my best friends from middle school Roz, yeah, she, Roz was the first she, I actually hadn't talked to her in a few years and she sure enough the second we put it out there she was one of our first supporters I was not shocked and she still supports us till this day, till this day. and we always laugh and talk about how she was one of the first three orders that we had how did she know did you send out an email blast yeah on I think we sent out an email blast we we put it out on social I, I mean social. there was no no brands on Instagram at that point. Mm-hmm. It was just a, a platform where people personally had opened up accounts on. And she didn't really saw something in Instagram, just the fact that it was so visual. She's like, this is a visual Twitter. So we can get our message out there and we can put out a picture of what it is that we're selling for the consumer to see. And I think we'll have a greater chance at, you know, driving them to the website. And I think sure enough, we did that. And mm-hmm. from the first day on Instagram, you know, it really drove a lot of traffic for us and it generated a lot of sales for us and we sold over a million dollars in our first year between social media and word of mouth it's yeah, just absolutely. grown from there and you've had a lot of celebrities who have worn your worn your clothing how did that come to be we, luck no <laughs> well, <laughs> the, well we did have you know our pr team in-house and we locked down carmen electra her stylist she was the first yeah and she was the first in the first year of business, in she the was, first year, was of the first either first or second no, year? We I can't remember. At that time. I think the first or second year, Carmen Electra wore it, yeah. and by the third year, uh, Chloe wore yeah. in 2015. We had we, one, our model Nicole at the time. She lived in Hidden Hills, and she's like, "Chloe lives down my street. Like, what do we have to lose by sending her a package?" I was like, "You know what? I like your style. Let's do this." So we made a a package for her we sent it to her door and I think within the next like week or two she had worn the dress out to dinner with Kendall and she tweeted it herself she was like shop my $42 like dinner night look or girls night out look Mm -hmm. she was like I can't believe how like affordable this dress was and so that was the first I think moment where like the first aha moment that we had where we're like wow like if celebrities are gonna wear our brand and tweet about it of course like we must be doing something right and so i think for us that was the most pivoting moment but of course when j-lo wore the brand i think i cried i'm sure i shed a tear it was the ain't your mama video she wore an all-white outfit of ours a bodysuit leggings and rihanna's denim chaps um Mm. (laughs) so she had like an iconic style moment and everyone was like talking about what she was wearing Uh, Rihanna had designed these boots with I think it was Manolo Blahnik and so it was a really hot thing that she had you know worn this outfit and sure enough the ensemble itself was ours and so we found pictures of her that week continuously wearing continuously wearing it and we were like captured in it and ever since then she's been 
she's been living a client, in the brand. A yeah, fan, she's... And we've been told that, you know, there's times I'll be at midnight and her team will say, hey, JLo's on the site at midnight. She would love to wear this and this. We're like, okay. You know, just to know that they love anything the brand and anything, anything for, for JLo. JLo. Have you met her yet? We have. She did. And I. <laughs> Funny no, story. <laughs> she probably kids. doesn't remember it. I'll never forget it. She actually won tickets on Kiss FM back in LA when this was probably. This when did when did J Lo drop that album? I think it was twenty years ago. When Love Don't Cost a Thing came out. Yeah, it was her getting, first oh, album, so wasn't cute. it? Or low rise pants, yeah. tied up. Yes, yeah. yeah. so it was that like album. her first album. She was dating Puffy at that time. She had like it was Love Don't Cost a Thing. Lo- it was her second. Yeah, her second and she was album. wearing like the low rise leather pants and the big hat. We were on Sunset and Crescent Heights, and she was doing a CD signing, and it was crowded. So she did, and I were like the fifth person in line she came around over and i was like jennifer i said i would love to take a picture with you and she said when we get inside when we get inside so paparazzi was intense yeah and everyone was just you know running after her and I, we got to meet her she did met her and i went over to her and you could not go near her like it was just really weird and you could not be within three feet of there her. was a lot of commotion there's a lot of people yeah. there so rightfully so and okay. i said jenny jenny take <laughs> jen let's go for coffee and i said jennifer um it's so wonderful to meet you is it possible if we still take the picture and before she could even respond her security like jumped at me and they said you are not to take a picture you better put your camera away we're going to confiscate it and she said you know what i promised her i'm going to take that picture with her and so i was the only one out of thousands of people i'll it, one day when i do see her in my adult life <laughs> i will tell her how sweet that was that she kept her promise you have to make sure you always have that picture with you just in right? case you run into her yeah, no, i have to find it it's somewhere but i'll tell you girls that as soon as we walked out of there i think it was like channel nine news was like recording or you know asking questions to people that had met her like how was she and I remember crying my eyes out. On and I was like, television. she was amazing. And I was crying on TV. <laughs> oh, like, I was so overjoyed and overwhelmed because she was everything. She is everything yeah. to me. Yeah, She's I so iconic yeah. in every single way. And I absolutely love her. So for her to wear our brand, you know, and be one of our clients and to truly, you know, love what we're doing in terms of our product line is is really surreal and right. such a blessing for us because she can wear anything. They all can. They have access to the best fashion in the world. So the fact that they continue to choose to wear our brand is really validates what we're doing as a whole, I think, because... Mm-hmm. Why else would they wear it, right? Yeah, we're not here to sponsor her new movie, Marry Me, but <laughs> I would love to. But I just want to say that she is filming that new film with Maluma here in New York. And to anyone listening, when you do watch the film, she actually reached out to us and her team on on set. And she requested that her character wear naked wardrobe throughout the film. So to She's- anyone... Watching the film, you might you will be seeing naked wardrobe from scene to scene here and there. So look out for that too. Was that That's a plug? Really cool. <laughs> that was a plug. Yes, that was so for naked wardrobe. Yeah. Even the costume designer, like yeah. when I was speaking with her, she's like, You guys should be really proud of yourselves because the fact that, you know, she chooses to wear your brand is really great. She she was a little caught off guard too. I think she was just like overwhelmed for us. And we were we were so excited. I mean, she's playing this role that's very true to her every day. She's playing like a mega superstar. And so she was like she she really wanted her own fashion incorporated into this movie because the role is so close to her. So it, it was just so flattering. We're very supportive of everyone who wears our brand. So I I want to make sure we're also supportive of everything that they do as well. Oh. 
And you guys now have 1.3 million followers Almost on Instagram. Almost about 1.4. Right? And you were obviously the pioneers on Instagram, launching your fashion brand there. What's led to the success of the growth of Instagram and being able to parlay that into success mm-hmm. the success of your brand? I, I think it's just kind of being organic and just uh, providing something that – is genuine to us and authentic to us. We put out content out there that we ourselves would like to see. We we make clothes that we like to see that we want to wear ourselves. So just kind of being authentic to ourselves and, I think so. We, we we never sell ourselves out. I mean, the core of our business is built on our family values. And so it's no different when we apply it to our business. We're so passionate about everything that we do that we really take the time to select the right move for us. I mean, even with everything going on on social media, I mean, when we launched on social media, again, there was no brands on there. And so for, you know, the growth and, you know, influencers and paying for advertising and all these things that have, have really transpired as a result of this social work. World, it's definitely been challenging for us because we really don't pay for advertising and we don't pay for marketing and we don't pay for influencers, yeah. you know, to do paid posts for us. We, you know, if they want to wear our product and they want to tell people about it, that's wonderful. And we're so supportive and we love and appreciate everyone that does that for us. But we don't really engage so much in that because we feel like that's not being authentic to our brand. We we want it to be organic. We now when you see someone post something, you know they got paid to post it so you're not like oh my god she loves that brand I'm gonna go buy something I love her I want to support her it's like oh you know she just got paid to wear that and okay like you just keep scrolling past it's become like second nature like everyone you know is you know getting paid to post something right like this I I keep telling everyone around me I'm like my goodness like who's gonna be a brain surgeon 25 years from now it's like no one really you know wants to work anymore and they just want to be an influencer they want to be a YouTuber but it's so much more than that and I'll tell you it's really hard to do those things and it's really time consuming to do them but then again you there has to be something that differentiates you and puts sets you aside because it's so saturated already and and just to go back to what I was saying I mean for us it really really is so important for us to do things to put everything into our product line and let that do the talking for us that's really the nature of our business and so we use social media media to drive our business absolutely we have from day one um, but we don't rely solely on it I think that that could be a mistake potentially how many employees do you have now we're about 50, including our, our team, our photographers, and everyone. We're close to 50. In the office, we're right under tw- uh, 25 to 30, but we have Do you try to keep extent- it in the family and hire like, family members or <laughs> oh, no family members? Nother. What's the rule? <laughs> that's a whole other discussion. I mean, yes. Um, you know, even one of my best friends, <sighs> Melissa, she's here. Oh, she works with us yeah. um, back in L.A. We 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 – from the beginning, it was that way. We brought in my fiance's best friend was actually the first outsider that we had brought in at the time. Well, my ex fiance. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so we, we did do that. But sometimes when you bring in friends and family, it's really hard to, it could have, to a, have a line. It could lead to <laughs> conflict of interest. Not just like a conflict. It's just it's so easy to get comfortable. I mean, you work for your cousin. So it's like, oh, I can't, you know, come in late. Chill a little. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, be more chill. And it it can, you know, be that way. But as long as there's a respect factor there and, and you guys really, you know, draw that line from the very beginning, I don't see why it can't be a great thing. But yes, we, we have brought on friends and family. Have you ever had to fire a family member? Yes. 
had to do it. We, we don't favor anyone, and yeah, that's something she, that she's really good at. That. <laughs> we mean, always have sheet off fire me. people. Yeah. Call, what you want. call it what you want, but I don't favor anyone just because you're my cousin, just because you're my best friend. Like, it's really important to treat everyone equally. Right. I I might have a very strict face about it right now, but <laughs> it's the truth. You know, and we did have to fire our cousin. Yes, we did, and, and we told him the <laughs> we same thing. We love him still. We're like, we, we love him. Love him. But, uh, As a cousin, we love you, but professionally, wish we wish you all the best, and hopefully, at the next your next career role, you learn to do you. I don't. Don't worry, worry he's not listening to this. <laughs> No, but yeah. honestly, um, it, it is hard to bring on friends and family, that's for sure. But we pride our, ourselves on the fact that we love our work environment. We have such a great work environment. Yeah. I think all of us have been in roles and positions in the past at different companies where we hated our job or we, it just was unpleasant to be there. I always when, loved my job and my bosses. You, I know you I, I had some issues, for sure. I think in fashion, it's a little cutthroat, and so it can yeah. <laughs> people can definitely jump uh, you know, down each other's throats and yeah. whatnot. But it was important for us to have such a great positive environment that if anyone you know is going to disrupt that for us we just don't have the place for them because we're so great to our team and we love them so much and you know we endlessly show them and so they for for the bulk of it they just respect us so much and they're pretty amazing on their own yeah, so um, tell us team. about the culture and what you do for your team and how you instill those oh my those. god I think Sheeta yeah. had like bagel Thursdays like Mexican food Fridays beignet yeah. Tuesdays we, we love to feed our we team holiday parties <laughs> you know we we have events and everyone just keeps saying stop feeding us but yeah, we're all yeah we have that problem too and social we've become an actual family yeah, yeah we're all on the same team there no there is no like kind of uh, uh favor right right yeah we're, even as our their bosses i feel like they don't we, we we're not always you know micromanaging them and you know we don't yell at our our team or anything like that we're we're pretty you know so, you know great with them and it's 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 a mutual respect i think that everyone has and if everyone if anyone needs a question they can ask any of us you know we're all there for the right for the same reason and we but I wanna... think generally, I mean, yeah. when it comes to our team, we'll do anything for them. If someone wants to travel and go see, you know, a family member and we know that for whatever reason it's hard on them for whatever reason, we'll get together and be like, okay, how can we help them? We want them to go and like recharge and have right. a good time. Like we will do whatever it takes to make sure that our team is happy, even in their personal lives. Like, as I said, we've become a family even externally <laughs> outside of the workplace. And so for us, you know, again, bringing back our family values and making sure that you know we're doing our part and that we're all on the same playing field and that we can we can do whatever it takes to you know make sure that they have a happy environment because if they're not happy at home chances are they're not going to be happy in the workplace either right so yeah we want to make sure everyone who walks into work is excited and can't wait to just be there yeah loves being there they want to love the brand just as much as we absolutely treat the brand just as good as we do so we're all passionate (laughs) up next The sisters share their M words of relaxation, plus a surprise. You can connect with us at socialflyny.com and follow us on Instagram at entrepreneistas. Check out all our latest episodes at entrepreneistapodcast.com. We're talking a little bit before about social media and surprising and delighting your customers well when anytime you come on the entrepreneurship podcast we have surprises for our guests too oh so my goodness Usually they're here too, wait we didn't bring you girls a surprise this isn't fair 
Oh my god. What is this? Thank you. Wait, our names are on them, so make sure you're Yes. Yes, you did. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we'll so sweet. Thank you, ladies. There's something special inside. Oh my goodness. The tissue paper. <laughs> All right, the tissue paper. It's like Christmas. Oh, this is so beautiful. It's close. Christmas is around the corner. I love. And my initials on it. You guys, <laughs> that's not fair. We were supposed to know about this, so we could have done. Well, we should have came with clothes. <laughs> Luckily, we can ship them to you. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is so beautiful. I'm glad you guys Thank love you guys it. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to know, how did you decide who does what in the business? And who, <laughs> and how did that change over time? I think that, again, to, to, to touch on that, it was a little natural because... Well, in the beginning, we all wore the same hat. Yes. At, of course. Of course. But then eventually... We all fell into our own... At the beginning, yeah, well, we did everything just so that we can really nail the foundation and everyone kind of got their hands dirty in every aspect because it's always good, I think, as an entrepreneur for you to start from the ground level so that once you're at the top, you understand every aspect and element of the business. And it's it will lead you to better delegate your team I think overall and so from for customer us, service oh, returns learning the pulling, process of the company packing we really wore all those hats yeah absolutely and so to go back um, you know she does study communications and PR she worked in media she didn't work in IT she was doing you know developing softwares and and was it not softwares? Oh, I'm sorry. What and were I you? Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I studied that at one point. Yeah, yeah, okay. So you studied that. <laughs> you had some experience. And she and said mine wrong, too. Designing and, yeah. Wait, I don't know enough about you guys. Yeah, I did communications <laughs> and media. I studied communications. Wait, so are you so sisters? Wait. So, wait, so are you responsible for the website? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and you're responsible for marketing. And PR. And products. And I'm okay. product and development, yes. I do production and designing and I manage social media. We oh, all do we all do five thousand things yeah. aside from our general role. <laughs> and do you have other senior leadership on your team now? We do have an office manager. Other than that, she didn't really runs the operations. Again, we're a right. small team, so we haven't gotten to the point of needing, you know, other high level executives. Although we have brought on consultants, yeah. like, you know, recently. But it's kind of hard to kind of let go of all those little, <laughs> little things roles, that you're in charge right? of. Yeah, I just like to make sure everything gets done and everyone's syncing up and talking to each other. All the departments kind of work together. It's. It's hard to let that go. Do you guys have different direct reports or does everyone report to all of you? Right. Everyone reports to all of us. You know, I mean, majority re- reports to you, I think. I, well, I think when it comes so. to design and Yeah, the, when it comes to the product. The product, of course. Is, it's all a go, yeah. Definitely. Whoever they can find in that moment. Because also, yeah, we're not all in the office at every single moment. Some of us, you know, we we have things outside of the office that we have to attend to some of the time. So it's just a matter of whoever's around. But I think we all do a good job of balancing. Yeah. Did you have mentors in the fashion industry before you started the business? Absolutely. One of our cousins, actually, she was in the fashion industry for many years. She had a... She had an online and a what well, she had an online, store. right? She had an online yeah. store and she had a catalog business for yes. lingerie and swimwear. swimwear. And so she was really familiar with this industry. She had, 
you know, her company was all the way at the top and they got acquired. And so she really went through all of the different motions of running a fashion brand. And so when it came to us starting our company, we, we, you know, relied on her and her advice and really took her advice, you know, to heart. And also our other friend, Ali, who was in IT, but also fashion, he was working for like Young and Reckless and some other brands at that point. They were more urban based brands, but he really taught us how to utilize e-com and and pair it with fashion. And so we took a lot of advice from him as well. And not to mention my cousin's married to, he's the former COO of Twitter. And so he has a lot of advice and knowledge. knowledge and experience and he has more of the business aspect mm-hmm. of things and he's you know built up these really incredible companies you know Disney Pixar Twitter um, and so many other companies that we are also familiar with and so we go to him even now it's like you know are we doing this right are we making the right decision should we bring on an investor should we not you know it's like this constant you know question game but we've been so lucky to have so many great mentors I think in our lives and have you had to bring on any investors Nope. No, completely self-funded, fully woman-owned. Yes, we've had you know offers, and even we have talked about okay, like if we bring on it someone outside, they'll have more knowledge in us. They can take us to the next level, and you know we've gone through those motions but in the end we've always decided that no like we can do this and so we we really put our minds together and we've gotten to this point and even now there's so many amazing new things to come in this next year that we're so incredibly humbled and excited about um and so no we've been lucky to get this far on our own well, tell us what's next yeah. what's coming <laughs> Well, we're selectively opening up our doors to wholesale. We've had such a huge request to be, you know, a wholesale brand. And for many years, we weren't ready. Um, We were busy building up our direct-to-consumer model that we, you know, started off with. And so for us, it it wasn't the right time. And now that, you know, we've gotten to the point where we're like, okay, like everything's in place. Our production, our manufacturing's in place. We're ready to take on a little bit more now. And so (laughs) we, we like to call this our second shift. It's a whole new business. It's a whole new world um as much as it's an extension of what we're doing in the brand it really is its own beast and so it's building out a whole new team it's it's just you know going through a different logistics path there's so many new avenues with wholesale that we're so excited about um and then also the response we've gotten from the biggest retailers here in the u.s um the second we you know said we were ready to wholesale they came knocking on our door and we couldn't have been more thrilled about the partnerships that, you know, we're going to be beginning. And so we already began them. Yeah. We've, we, we've we're already, already started. We've already started. And then within the next, so it's um, happening. When it's is happening. It, when it's is the happening. first, the first store that's going to carry our brand is going to be um, Nordstrom's. That was that's who I thought it was yeah, going to be. It's Nordstrom's and then Bloomingdale's and then Macy's. And so we've partnered with these three, you know, the biggest, department stores in in the country so and we're all just exci- just as excited oh as they yeah are. each of the teams that we've been working with with these retailers so has yeah they're phenomenal i mean we always sit with them and then when we walk away f- from the meetings with them we always sit together and we're like my goodness the response from them their energy their passion their drive for our brand is so in line with what we're doing that we couldn't be more excited about it because 
really dipping our feet into wholesale is so different from what we've done that just the fact that they've held our hands along the way and they've been so understanding of the fact that this is our first time entering into this world, into the wholesale realm. So we've just gotten such a positive response from everyone and they've all been so, so great. And we're so honored and excited to work with each and every one of them. And once we call these retailers our homes, my next goal is for us to hit the international markets and, and take it international. That way we're a global household name. That is the ultimate we goal. We are global, but yes. Household we are on a global yes. platform, <laughs> yes. But to physically be able to go into a store internationally and be able to access the garments right then and there. You wake up in the morning, you have it in your hand the next hour, and you can go out that night in it. And that's the goal that I'm hoping that we are able to attain within the next year or two. Yeah, we've had such a demand for wholesale just to kind of circle back on that. So this was something that we really wanted to do for our clients. We wanted to make it more accessible for them. We wanted them to be able to go out and get it if they needed it for tonight or for tomorrow because we live in this world of Amazon Prime, right? And so instant <laughs> gratification an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> so that can be challenging, although we like to pride ourselves on the fact that we ship rather quickly. You know, some people just need it right then in that moment. And so being more accessible to our consumers and giving them what they want in that way, we, we couldn't be more excited. So that's what's what we're planning on. That's doing what's next. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank, you. So Thank you. So I want to know, you guys have done tons of interviews, podcast interviews. What's something that no one's asked you before that you haven't shared that you're going to share now today? <laughs> mm, wow. <laughs> Sheeta, you start. <laughs> What's it like balancing your personal life, your business life, your family life? Just like, what's it like life. balancing? I mean, we did have this question asked in the office when we were doing our IGTV, but no one's really asked that in, in an, an actual interview. interview. Mm-hmm. So tell us. You want to answer? What is it like? Hard. Is there balance? Well, when I was planning my wedding with my husband, it was hard. it was the most <laughs> difficult few months since we thought we were going to get married in Mexico. So we took a trip to Mexico to find a venue and that didn't work. By the time we decided it's not going to be Mexico, everything in Los Angeles was booked up. So ultimately we, d- we decided to get married. My sisters lived together. She did and Shireen. So we got married in their in their backyard, which they were very generous to open their doors for us to your have. House too. I don't live there, but thank but you. But it's your house too. No, at the my end of the day, is your money, your our- money's my money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that was really a difficult time since we Mal- had planned a wedding mm-hmm. in four weeks. So. Yeah, all of us. Yeah, it's like a Kardashian episode. Yeah, it, it really was. was. Yeah, we had. I've been with my my husband for about three years and. I adore him so much. So by the time everything worked out, we really had a month to plan our wedding. And we knew there was a lot happening with, you know, the wholesale and and everything happening in 2020 that we didn't want to push back our wedding another year. So we wanted to just, you know... Have our wedding in 2019, and, and we did. And she chose personal over business, but we let her do that. In that yeah. <laughs> we we took over where you know because she really had to. Although we all helped wedding plan, you know, when you're the bride, it really takes a lot of time and energy yeah. out of you know work. It really truly does, and so she had to sacrifice work for a very short time. Um, but it was understandable. So, and I also had to have open heart surgery last year, so I had to take another two three months off. I had, it took a full year to recover. I was born with heart disease, which anyone listening, everyone goes through something, but 
you come out stronger in the end. And Absolutely. so my sisters held, held down the fort in those few months for me. But I really had to learn to balance it. No one's right. perfect. We're human. Life goes on. But as long as you have a great support system, whether it's great your partner, team. your friends, your family, your team, you know, you can really get through anything. And if someone really feels that they don't have that support system, find that inner confidence within yourself and just know you'll get through it. I right. agree with that. Yeah, thank and you for sharing that. Just of to course. add to what she does said, I mean, really it's hard to balance everything. It's hard to balance family, personal, your business. And I had to sacrifice a lot to build this business for the first, I think, four years of the company. Um, you know, I, I, I had to work like essentially 20 hour days. I was barely sleeping because I was, you know, we, editing the photos. I mean, just my regular job of designing production, manufacturing, all that stuff. I also, ha you know, was so crazy about the imaging that was going out on behalf of the brand that I wanted to oversee everything myself. I wanted to edit the photos myself. I wanted to upload them myself, like everything I had to do myself. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I didn't have the time to invest in my friendships. I didn't have the time to invest into my relationship. And so not too long ago, about a year ago, I had to sacrifice my relationship with my ex-fiance. We were together for 14 years. He was really there from the beginning when, you know, we started the brand. And so he kind of saw all the progressions and just how everything evolved. And in the end, you know, I couldn't dedicate my time to that relationship. And so I had to sacrifice that. And, and I did. And it doesn't mean that you sh you should be hesitant to do something on your own or to go out there on your own, but a lot of people have this notion that when you start your own company, it means you don't have to work crazy hours. You can go to work whenever you want. You can sleep in as long as you want, and it's going to be easier. No one's going to be you know on your head. And no, no, it's a hundred times harder, and it's so much more work, and it's so much longer hours, and it, you have to be so dedicated and have that willpower, I think, truly, and if anyone's listening, I mean, that's my first advice, is that you have to be ready to take that on, and, and to make the sacrifices that are going to come along the way, and I think that's really, really important to know as an entrepreneur, and to have that mindset, and to not be afraid to take risks. And what do you do to recharge, you know, once you're go, 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 and it sounds like you've been go, go, go for years, which as entrepreneurs, we all are, but what do you do when you just need a, need a minute? The amazing M words, meditation and massage. Oh yeah, you're speaking my language. A massage can always cure things. Shooting, you like to take a nap? She likes napping. I do, I like to nap. I do, I take my me time and just... One time I said to Courtney, what are you going to go do later? She goes, I'm just going to go lay down. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing tonight? I'm like, nothing. I'm just going to yes. lay down. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> That's all, all really I'm going to do. Good time in my 20s. I went out and had a good time. So my 30s, I'm just like, chill. I'm going <laughs> to sleep when I can. I, I'm not even sleep. Just sit, watch TV, just decompress, yeah. you know? Do you know decompress. Yeah. yeah, you said it right. Yeah, decompress. I always tell people in our twenties we partied hard. Thirties were chill, and in our forties, our thirties recharged us for our forties. Yeah, so bring you know, the party you back. Up, you're, exactly. you bring the party back. We're not in our forties yet, but I feel like when we are, we'll, we'll end up staying up late and enjoying that. Well, we'll see the fruits of our labor. Last question for each of you to answer: What does being an entrepreneurista mean to you? Uh, you know, it means sacrifice and. Absolutely dedication and drive and something you're passionate about and just going after that i was going to say being passionate too you have to really love what you're doing and and that really helps when you're working crazy hours you're working long hours and knowing that something great's going to come of it and attaining that goal i think and 
my thing that I always say, and I sound like a broken record, but it's my biggest, I think, tool that I use in my day-to-day business is that if I don't take a big risk, I'm not going to get the big reward that I'm looking for because I always like to reach for the stars. That's always been my personality. Someone told me I could be a president when I was like five and I was like, I'm going to be the president, you know, so I can do it. And look at look at now. I mean, I think Donald showed us that anyone can do it. So I was right from the beginning. (laughs) But truly is is taking that risk. And because nothing is going to be handed to you in life and you have to be willing to work for it and you have to be focused on working towards that. And I, and I think that if you put in that energy and you're really smart about the decisions that you make for yourself, because you can work really crazy hours and not get anything out of it sometimes. But if you're really wise about the choices that you make and you're passionate about it, I think it really speaks for itself and the brand will kind of come to life on its own. Being an entrepreneur to me, well, my former professor, Professor Lori Baker, Shana, she said, follow your heart with no guilt and with confidence. And I think that's what every entrepreneur, whether you're a man or a woman, that's what you should be doing. And to also create something that hasn't happened yet. You know, be innovative and think of something that, you know, hasn't been done yet that you need. You know, in your day to day, if you're like, oh, it would have been so much better if I just could have done it like this and create that. And if someone tells you that you can't do it, you know, many people told us we couldn't do it. I feed off of that. I love when someone tells me that I can't do something because it pushes me even harder to prove people wrong. I love doing that. That's just me. Challenge accepted. I love it because I love it. So many people when they hear like, oh, it's not going to work. You're not going to do it. They shut down. And I want those people to not shut down. You know, we get one life. You have one shot, and if it doesn't work, figure out how to do it a different way. You know, before we started Naked Wardrobe, a year and a half before, my sister started another clothing brand that just didn't get off the ground. And after a year and a half of that, that had a different name too. It was it was our last name. It was called Caviani LA. Mm-hmm. And so we took a year and a half off. Well, I wasn't a part of that. But a year and a half later, they said, you know what? We want to give this another go, but we need you on board. And I was hesitant. I'm not going to lie since I just wanted to write songs my entire life. And my my parents sat me down and they said, Sheeta, don't be so one-track minded. You know, just try anything and see what sticks. So I went back to them and I said, okay, I'll be on board on one condition. And they said, what is that? And I said, all of our models have to be healthy. We cannot just cast anyone. They have to eat. They have to represent the brand in a positive way. And they agreed. So we opened up shop. Well, once we figured out the name and purchased the domain, then we opened up shop and here we are today. But what I'm trying to say is don't be so quick to say no. Yeah, take a risk. Take a risk. Yeah. Exactly. Also, don't be scared of failure. That's another thing. That's I why I brought up. So important. That's why I brought up Caviani LA. As an LA. entrepreneur, you cannot. I've come across some of the smartest people in the world. Honest to God, I really, really have. And they will never be entrepreneurs, even though I know they're capable of being even more successful Absolutely. than me because they're so scared to take that leap. And and truly, that fear of failure really can hold you back. It's so incredibly strong that it can absolutely do that to you and kind of make you so scared to, to take that plunge. And so if you are really okay with that failure and knowing that, you know, if you fail, guess what? You're just going to learn from all the things that you did wrong and you're going to do them right the second time. And hey, if you fail again, you're going to have even more knowledge for the third time. So it's, to me, 
I'm okay with failure. I'm okay with a challenge. I'm a problem solver. So I'll figure out a way to, to get to the next place. So don't be scared. I think, um, yeah. And this applies what you want. Exactly. This applies not just to business, to even dating life. You know, some girls are like, or guys, Oh my God, the the dates were terrible. I don't want to go on another one again, but just do it. You know, take that risk, go out there, take that, enjoy the process. (laughs) I think people just are like, people are just so they're thinking so far ahead that they're really missing out on the moment and enjoying the actual process of it and whether it's business whether it's starting your company learn from it don't hold yourself back from it enjoy it and move forward from it with it really really great tips thank you so much for sharing them where can everyone find and follow you nakedwardrobe.com and our handle on instagram twitter facebook is at nakedwardrobe and snapchat yes and snapchat you want tiktok we're not yet. Mm. She didn't really want us to get on TikTok. You gotta get on TikTok. <laughs> get on TikTok. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I don't think they want to see me making a video. I just, I just learned what that was. I just learned what that I was recently. I really old when I go on there. Do you? Yeah. All right. We'll talk about TikTok. Thank you for thank having, you for having us, ladies. Thank, thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Courtney. And this is the best business meeting we've ever had. Thanks for listening.